Blog Talk Radio. This is a rebroadcast. Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening, and God bless each and every one who's to who are tuned in tonight. Um, again, a blessing from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, tonight, again, it's a somber night as the war still rages in Ukraine, and I would just admonish those who are listening tonight to pray for those uh, in the Ukraine. Russia have said that they were pulling back, but they start rocketing one of the largest cities all over again. So there are so many, uh, right at 4 million, um, who have been displaced, almost the population of L.A. Uh, or Chicago, well, more than Chicago, but L.A. have been displaced from their home, going to Poland and other uh, countries to uh to the west of Ukraine, children, elderly, and those who are sick, been shelled, a bomb, whatever you would like to call it. And, uh, just so many kids are dying uselessly and senselessly because the USSR or Russia, as we say, would like to make them a part of their country which they uh, had their independence away from Russia and wanted to be their own nation. It is imperative that we understand that there are four, it's not a large country. It's uh, a country of uh, 44 million individuals or people. Uh, Russia, in reality, is not that large of a country itself. It has 144 million uh, people in population. Uh, oh, it's, it's less than half the size of the United States of America. It's less than half. America has 330 million people that inhabited the United States of America. Now, they passed uh, a bill today, before I get into it, to, to our history talk, uh, President Biden signed it. This is something should have been signed for many, many years. Uh, what they're signing is, is about the Hate Crime Act. And up to 30 years, they say up to 30. Well, if a person take a life, I think that that person should spend the rest of their lives. Not like uh, they do uh, most African-Americans who commit a murder or something. They 
convict them of second-degree murder, and uh, they get a life sentence. Um, so I, I think that it should be more harsh. Every time uh, they do something, it's uh, it's taken. It they take something back from us, and it's time that our uh, African American females uh, take a deep look at. I was hearing them speaking concerning uh, black business women, and people need to support the black business women. And I, I thought about it, and I see it, that was. That was just absolutely sad for to make that statement. And you, some may say, well, you, you're wrong, but I'm, I'm correct. For some odd reason, they have separated the black male from the black female. Uh, we're just one race. The race haven't uh, received as a people, as a people, as African-American people of this country, we haven't as a whole received our rights. Now all of a sudden, um, this society have turned our females to say, well, we want ours and forget about the men who went out and was hose pipe, was bit by dogs and protest and died for the civil rights bill. But now we want we want ours and they're going by what um the white females or Caucasian females in the country are saying women right. Well, they got the vote of white females got the vote in, in 1921. Black females didn't get the vote and, until in the, really in the 60s they passed different uh, uh, voting acts, which after slavery they passed them, but they took things away that they gave us. Um, so they're separating us, but We've always heard the saying, united we stand, divided we fall. And, and we need to take heed to that. Uh, we've been separated too long, and what we other people say is not about male or female. We're all the same. And if uh, the black female, I should say, uh, it's the male and female thing that we're fighting for the rights of African-American people, not African-American female. And I see that all too often. And if they don't not paying attention to it, lately they have given the privilege to the black female and they try to downcast or derate the African American male. So um I wanted to say that before I start because I wanted to open some eyes and be aware of what's going on because this is something that's been going on. And I'm going to say this as I move along, and I think this is going to be very important for me to say this. Females outnumber men in America through war, prison, and just natural death because men live a shorter period of time than females. But just by that, the white female would like to take over America because their uh, uh, their husbands or the white males have been running this country for years. So they scream they would like to uh, about the women's right. But we only make up 13% of 330 million people. So when they get at the head of the table, they're going to treat you the same way you've been always treated, black females. 
So we need to stick together as a people, the black male and the black female. We should stick together as a people. I see so many things that we're neglecting that that's going on right now. It's transpiring every day, but we're so busy partying and if I would say so, so busy partying and not teaching the people, even in the churches where Dr. King led the churches, we're not teaching the people and teaching them how to overcome the horror and telling them things that they should be aware of. We're allowing those things to just go unchecked. It's time that we check the different things and the open eyes of our African-American females to quit talking about women's rights when uh, African-American have not received their equal rights yet. And now what you separating yourself from the African-American male. Well, the thing should be, it should be with the right fight for equal rights for all, not for women or not for men. Everyone should be equal. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of despondent with some of even the most renowned uh, African-American females have caught on to that because their white counterparts are saying things like that. And uh, African-American men need to understand it's not about being the African-American man, but we have to uplift our queens. We need to uplift them and bring them along with us. Even the Bible say, how could two walk together unless they agree? So, I'm, again, you know, I'm, I'm, my PhD is in theology, but I study genetics. I study uh, anthropology, paleontology, and things like that. So I studied, and uh, uh, I learned different things from studying different fields, but uh, I'm just told that off about the things that are going on. And uh, I'm at all that. Other people, we're so busy doing certain things that we're allowing them not to teach ourselves, not to teach uh, certain courses in school because uh, it, it, uh, our white counterparts say that their children are going to feel bad about themselves. Well, sometimes I've always heard the truth hurt. If the truth hurts, you got to wear You have to wear that shoe. Yes, tell your children the truth about America, and tell them the truth of tell them just who 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 settled here, who was the original people that were here. Don't give them the name Indians, the indigenous Americans. Don't uh, you don't want them to know that, and really in world history and in, in biology and other things that that teach you'll find out that life originated in Africa and everyone mutated from being African. Even the Bible talks about the honor or the the origin, excuse me, of man and you know, it happens in Africa. When you look at it and some may say, No, the Bible was not written in Africa, but that's not true. Uh the Bible speaks of Africa all the way back with Adam and Eve. Matter of fact, in the second chapter of Genesis, they say it talks about where the garden was located. There was a river that branched off and formed four rivers. And then they talk about the Gion and the Pishon. Well, 
it's important that we understand the Guyon River and the Pyeongchang River. And you could you could look this up for yourself. It's the Nile River which runs in uh, Eastern Africa. Matter of fact, one of the longest rivers in the whole world is the Nile River. Being being made that that you may not understand, Africa is larger than China, America, and Europe put together. Land-wise, it's more land. You can set those three countries inside of the continent of Africa. Now, 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 when I was saying these things about that, if you look up the Guyon River, you're going to find out it is the mile. It's the Nile River, and you find out the Nile River and find out how it flew because in the Bible, the Bible said that this land mass, I mean the river, encompass means to encircle uh, the land of Havilah, which is Cush. Whereas Beldonian Rachin, well, that tells you that it, that's the word for Ethiopia is Cush. And and Havilah was the sons of Cush, uh, and so it was Ham's grandson. Okay, so that means that it encompassed the land of Ethiopia. Then they say the next that was the guy in Nada Pashon encompassed the land. They talk about call it Deja Buti or uh, uh, Somaliland, which is Somalia today. So those two two African countries that's right there that that we're speaking of. So it's it's important that we learn these things. It's time that we stop just reading the Bible and study the Bible. It's time that we think about what we're reading because. It goes on to give it, and it's important that you understand you, the Nile River is not one river, but the Nile River is more than one river. You have the Blue Nile and the White Nile River. They just split up and form two different rivers. And then further down, they have the Bantu, Abata River, uh, that even springs out from it. That one runs from the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, from the east to the west. But now, nevertheless, the Bible talks about the Hedekia River, which the Bible say runs east and west. But and it, and today's scholars say that it is the Tigris River, but I disagree. And the reason I disagree is because the Tigris River run uh, parallel to. Uh, the Euphrates and the Euphrates run north and south, not east and west. So I, I, it may be the Abatu River, but you might say, well, those are two different continents. No, the continents was not separated. That was before the Great Deluge. That was before Noah's flood occurred. That was before the Ice Age and separate different land masses. So uh, the, that's that's the answer to that. And uh, if anyone wants me to explain that to you, I can do it because uh, right now the only reason those continents are not joined together right now today is because they built the, the Suez Canal that ran from the uh, Mediterranean, the Atlantic to the Mediterranean. You pass through the Mediterranean Sea and you go through the Suez Canal, which which go to the Gulf of Suzanne and it empties to the Red Sea, the Red Sea, and into the Indian Ocean, and you could be all the way on the other side to it, India, China, uh, et cetera, in the east. So that that that's one that's that's something that we have to look at. And even the Bible 
tells us so much about the people. But now I'm gonna I'm since we went there, uh, and I want to show to show you guys some things, and I pray that you be studious and you learn to not just take what a person say, and no matter if it's if it's Dr. Kemp or whoever, because I do my homework, and I want you to be able to go and uh, and look up the information that I'm giving out because it is it's pertinent to our situation today. And uh, I, I I just feel that the research that I do, I want to tell you where you could go and research and get the same information. But the foregoing information, what I talked about earlier concerning the rivers that were included in the Bible, you can find that very easily about the Guyon and the Paishon River, how it's running, that the Blue Nile and the White Nile. And... Uh, all you have to do is uh, look up the definition of ham, and it would tell you about the definition of ham. It's a ham is the progenitor of the dark race. He was born, um, they said that he was born somewhere about 96 years before the flood. And he is the progenitor of the dark race, the Ethiopians and the Egyptians and the Libyans and the Canaanites. Now, it's important that you understand that the people that you see in, um, that's over in the Holy Land, and not the Holy Land, excuse me, that's in Egypt today, uh, what they call nomadic Arab, mean Arab people that came there and conquered and pushed the people back to the southern parts of Egypt. If you ever get a chance to visit Egypt, if you go in the uh, southern part, you'll see that they are African. And even a lot of the uh, kings that were there with Nubians, meaning from around the Sudan um, area. And matter of fact, there are more uh, pyramids in the Sudan than that's in Egypt. But nevertheless, that the, uh, if you look the Bible Dictionary, which is Zondervan's uh, Bible Dictionary, that will tell you that. And Zondervan is not African-American, but he's Caucasian. But he tells the truth that he, that he's a progenitor of the dark race. Now, but having said that, but he said that Ham is the progenitor of the dark race, but not the Negroes. We know Japheth supposedly by the biblically that Japheth is the father of the Caucasian or the white race. Now they say Semitic people or the Hebrew people were called Negroes. And it's only one race of people that that's called Negroes and Negratos or whatever you want to call us all over the world as a kid. I remember I would say we was colored people, then went from colored people to Negro, then we went to black, now we're African American. But I, the thing that I know is that I am of African descent, but I'm, a, I'm American because I don't know anything about Africa. I would love to go and visit and to see where my people came from, but it's been back, maybe I could trace it back into the 1700s. But I know it was much before that. They say that the slaves came. This the first slave ship that brought slaves was in 1819. But I, some say big the difference that it was 1555 uh, to be uh, to to, to uh, 
bring it up to snuff. Now, I was telling you that, but I was telling you that because I'm trying to go somewhere with this. If you ever paid attention to it, Abraham's children were able to pass for Egyptians. And now you heard that uh, the Bible says that Ham's the progenitor of the dog race. Well, how did Moses pass for Pharaoh's son? How did in the Bible when Joseph's brother sold him into slavery that Joseph passed pass for Egyptian unless he were a dark race too? The Hebrews, which the Hebrews were people from Sumerian or Sumerian or Sumerian or the Sumerian people, and if you ask 5,000 years ago what color was a Sumerian, they would tell you they're charcoal or black or chocolate, and they have stoop noses, mean thick nose. So and now a lot of things that are just obvious with the Bible that tells you that where it was located. And by the way, that, uh, that there's a great titanic plate and rift that runs throughout Africa all the way through the Holy Land. All of that was one area during one time. Nevertheless, if you read your Bible, David talks about lions. He talks about cheetahs. He talks about leopards. And they're not, today they don't seem to be indigenous to that part of the country. But you have to understand that the, the Suez Canal had not been written. And during that time, the animals was all over. And so... You can find it all the way through the Bible where the people were of the Bible were uh, of the uh, African race, uh, uh, what they say, Negroid. Uh, also, um, we have to understand that the Europeans made Jesus white, every, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs, the judges, uh, the prophets, everybody uh, white. That's in the Bible. So uh, blacks think they didn't have anything to do with the Bible, and it's more or less white had less to do with the Bible than people from of Africa. Okay, uh, talking about that, uh, and the reason I I, I I bring back this for do trying to do different historicities uh, that which is true and authentic. I want to be authentic with you and tell you the truth since it's been hidden to you in your school. They're not talking about it. They're not talking about they lied to you and tell you that uh, your people sold you into bondage. And part, it's partially true. Some of the people did sell those they captured, you know, in war were selling. But so many kings themselves, when they found out the harsh treatment and being burned with a hot iron, you know, for whose property they are, they they didn't want to do it anymore. They tried to stop it, but they, when they were not able to do it because of the firepower with the guns and the ratings in the village. And one might say, well, why did they, they fought back? But you have to understand other races, other than the Caucasian race, you don't find that much war. They start war with every country and try to take over every country. And that has been written from from the beginning to the end of time that this is a, a, a war-mongering race of people. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying everybody's bad. They're good and bad. They're good black people. They're bad black people, African-American people. 
they are good wives, but there are so many uh, are bad because they have been lied to by themselves that they are superior, and they are no way superior than anyone else that walked the planet. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism have we all been baptized into one body. The thing that single things out is poverty. If you keep the people poor and keep them underneath you and believing when you don't teach nothing about them in school, then they believe that they're nothing themselves. So that that's some of the things, and and it, it's it's important. I, I uh, last week we was talking about two uh, people that were so instrumental in the Civil Rights Act, but most people just know of Martin Luther King and some others. But that place that really, really was some of the ground that Dr. King stood on, you know, and and things that happened earlier within time. You had two Sunday overtures who put together and overthrew the French government that had Haiti. We call it uh, back then. It was called the Dominican Republic. The well, part of one side of the island, Hispaniola. It was called Hispaniola. But right now it's divided. One side they call Dominican Republic. The other side is Haiti. Well, two Sunday over to And I wanted to say that because I wanted to let you know that 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 the slave were not just humble people that allowed people to do them certain things, but they were not, you know, really write and teach about how the slaves had to overcome some of the best generals that, well, seven of the best generals that the French had two Sunday over to uh, defeated them. And also uh, talk about Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey came from Jamaica, been to Puerto Rico, then came and set up in New York. And he was the preaching, and he was not preaching, but he taught liberation. And he was talking about us not uh, African Americans not depending on others for to get what we need to get and for to do what we need to do, uh, and that's what I think today we haven't been taught by our fellow brothers and sisters about how to get what we need to get. Now, as I, I begin to talk, I, I always like to go back because again, at the beginning, I told you about praying for the people in Ukraine. You know, I, I, I want to tell you this, too, before I, I get off into go back from the beginning of time. I want to just, just just touch base on something. The racism is so prevalent, prevalent in this society. America very fiber is built up on race and being racist and racism, the very father of this country. And if someone say I could explain it to anyone that want me to really break it down to them, if I let them know how it's in the economic system, it's in the judicial system, it's all over. It just permeates all through. Um, it's just some, it's just, it just so hurtful that we you have to say it that way and let your children know that they have a ceiling that they can only go and so far. But other races don't have to do it. Now, excuse me. 
Now, when when we when we start thinking about what's going on and how racist this country is, we think about not passing the George Floyd Act about how the police brutally beat people. And it's no one saying to get rid of the police because I, I live in the hood and uh, thank God for the police. But we don't want you to come beating up our children, grandchildren, my neighbor children, uh, the kids in the community because they ask you a question, uh, shoot them shoot them down like there's some animal or something, a rabid animal, shoot them down and then make up excuses, and then they always get away with it. And they ask, why do uh, African-Americans riot? Because you don't listen. If we don't do certain things, then you don't listen. We haven't got anywhere by talking for years, for hundreds of years, so they go a different route. And I'm like uh, Dr. King. I, I don't, I don't condone it. I don't condone uh, the rioting and looting and things like that. I try to get out of the way, but I understand why it's done. I understand exactly why it's done. I understand, you know, it it, it comes from people. Civil rights have been violated. They've been beaten. They've been killed. And the people are tired of it. They're just simply tired of all the craziness that's going on. So I I, I think that um, we'll do better trying to uh, trying trying to come together as a people in the country, this country, the United States of America, which is, to me is one of the greatest nations in the world. But we just suffer from people who are narcissistic and think that they're all that in a bowl of chipping or not. Now, as we go back, and we're going to go back to the uh, beginning of, of, of where they say man was uh, originated from, and we know that if they went to look for the earliest fossils of mankind or where, where mankind came from, they always go to the eastern north and middle and southern parts of, of eastern Africa. And they've always found fossils of different uh, individuals, maybe uh, 3.2 million years old with, with Lucy. And that's one of the earliest fossils that they found, but they, they've been finding some that may predate Lucy. And they know that Lucy was bipedal, meaning that Lucy could walk upright, and that they found Lucy was found over 3.2 million years ago. And that Lucy was found by a guy, if you want to look it up, his name is Don or Donald Johansson, J-O-H-O-N-S-O. S O N or Johansson, excuse me, J O H A N S O N, and his name. The other guy that was with him was Tom T O M uh, Gray, who would they was looking for rocks and other things, and they stumbled upon this uh, Homo habilis. But now Lucy is called Australopithecus. If you want to look it up, Australopithecus, 
A-U-S-T-R-A-L-O-P-I-T-E, C-U-S, Australopithecus. Now, they also had another uh, couple. This couple here with a married couple, Louis Leakey and Mary Douglas Leakey, they found uh, they were different, you know, British, different British paleontologists. They discovered the first fossil, what they call a proconsul. They say that's why man first started walking upright. A man became bipedal, uh, shows that some apes were bipedal, meaning that they could walk on two legs. And uh, it's cardinal how the, your different bone structures are in your hip. And it shows how a monkey is so widespread. It takes away his balance, so he has to have his four, four, uh, two legs on the on the ground, and two up front has to be there. Now, if you find out about the proconsul skull, that and what they call proconsul skull is a extinct ape, which is now to believe. And listen to what I said. Proconsul believed to be the ancient ancient ancestor to the human race. And they uh and that was a Mary Douglas Leakey. She also discovered what they call a robust meaning um Zenzatropus and that's a skeletal remains that in that word Zenzatropy or Zenzatropus meaning that it was found in East Africa. The skull, and they found it in what they call now the O.D. Guardian, Tanzania, around Mount Kilimanjaro. They also in that that uh, in, in that in that area, they found some fossils of ancient apes as well as humans that dated back about two point one six million years while excavating in the O.D. garage, and this occurred in 1916. Again, that's Louis Leakey and Mary Douglas Leakey, who did their research in that area. It's important that we understand and we look at the things that have been defined. Now, later on in life, now I've showed you, they found one skeletal remains of what they call Lucy. That was by... Don Johansson and Tom Gray. That was found in 1974 in the list south of uh, south and southern part of Ethiopia. And uh, the, the the council, excuse me, the Homo bibulus, uh this was found to be like uh, how many her age would have may related her to be like 200, three, three, excuse me, 3.2 million, and also Zenzantropus would be 2.16 million. So Mary Leakey uh, discovery with her husband, Lewis, would date back 2.16 million years ago. So it's it's almost, and Lucy would be over um, millions of years before her. Now it, it's a, it, it may seem strange that all these occurrences are, are, are so prevalent, but it goes on to tell us now all this happened in Africa. Whenever they are looking for 
fossils of the earliest living human uh, uh, origin or the origin of mankind. They don't go to other countries. They come to Africa because they know that Africa is where everything started from, which uh, so many African-Americans don't understand that premise that even whites know when they get ready to look up where they, they come from. Why do we have the different societies that we have? And and if you do your research, you'll find out about the schools and the teaching, the math and the numbers and astrology, all that came from Africa. It did not come from the Greeks. For himself, the Greek scholar Herodias and 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 and, and he said that his education came from there. And we have to understand that, that they were educated in Aristotle. He was too ed- educated there. So it's things that that we really need to study and find out. But now, one of the most important things to know that you are, uh, I, I saw this Muslim in one day, and he was trying to tell white that he, he made a statement. I had to laugh. He said, that I am your daddy. And what he was saying, you are nothing but a mutation of me. That white folk is no more more than a mutation of black folk. And so that's what he was saying. And they didn't want to agree with him because they were not well studying. But he began to talk to them and he began to explain, if you want to look it up, find is if we uh, track our DNA in our maternal uh, inherited mitochondria within ourselves, all the humans, all humans have the theoretical common ancestor, meaning we all theoretically came from the same person. This woman known as mitochondria Eve, because Adam and Eve was supposedly the first people on this earth. Uh, mitochondria Eve lived between 100,000 and 200,000 years ago in South Africa. Now she 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 wasn't now uh, she was not the first human, but every other human lineage eventually had no female offspring, failing to produce the mitochondria DNA. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondria DNA back to her within her and that of her peers exists all the genetic variants we see in contemporary humans today since Eve time. Different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups that we have today. Now now what 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 this tells me is that from these people this one African lady now, notice that this is an African lady who that they found fossils, and everybody's carrying her DNA. And that means a lot. And, and when you're talking about this person, this woman, everybody carrying her DNA, white, green, everybody, no matter where you live, you still carry, you know, you can't just... You, it, it, it's impossible to go anywhere else and find these fossils that date back to prehistoric time, but you can find them in Africa. 
And and that's the reason why that they, because that's why God chose to to start life in Africa where He created man, not a flying saucer, not UFOs, but God Almighty Himself. Now, we talked about how we see the contemporary since Eve time difference in populations of human have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups that we have today. And all it is is saying some people look like that. We have Japanese, we have Chinese, we have people, and everybody's unique in their own way. Everyone is unique in their own way. So when you understand these things, that these people are unique in their own way, we'll find out that God created them in Africa. Now, and I want you to understand about the geographical location of Africa, where Africa is located and on the map is where it stay warm and Things can grow at all times. It is one of the most productive places in the world. One of the most productive places in the world. Uh, and uh, just hold on one, one second. I have to do something. One second. Yes, sir. I got to get this funny because I don't want to buy it. Oh, okay, I'll get it. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, we'll find that dealing with mitochondria Eve, that everyone that populates the globe today carry this black female DNA. They also found a man who was about 2,000, 500 years, dating back 2,500 years. She is the closest relative yet to the humanity common of the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. He's a guy. And they know that he fished along the coast of uh, South Africa, and he is genetically the closest master Eve. Now, they found his skeletal where they were able to get the DNA around what they call St. Helen Bay in South Africa by uh, by archaeologist named, this archaeologist that, that found the remains, his name is Andrew Smith. If you would like to look that up, it's Andrew Smith at the university. Now, it's important that, that I'm giving you these things because uh, I want you to, to, to be able to go behind and look up what I'm talking about. Be able to look up what I'm talking about. See, uh, we also used to have need to understand about how the first ancient humans from the sub-Saharan Africa, which is really we call sub-Saharan Africa. When you're doing your research, you're going to find they call it the cradle of humanity. And they had their DNA sequencing. 
and found out many things about it. Now, I want us to, to be very well aware when we're talking about sequencing our DNA, finding out who we're related to, where we came from, and things like that. And when you get off into about the DNA aspects of our nature, you're going to go to Professor Leakey. And when you go to Professor Leakey, he's called a father. He's called a father of, of the DNA that we have. I'm not leaky, excuse me. I'm very, very sorry about that. Talking about the father of DNA that we have today of genetics, and DNA will far fall under our genetics. And that's Gregor Mendel. And what Mendel research did was talks about the inheritance that involved with the passing on of discrete units of, of genes from our parents, great-grandparents, to the offspring. Now, Mendel found out that when you would, even with different plants, if you plant different color seeds, they would come up. Uh, if you put a dominant seed and in, 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 if they would cross-pollinate, it would always come up instead of if you have a white flower, and that's what you call cross-pollination, and you would take and you would take a darker red flower and a white flower, if you would take the pollen off that dark red rose and put it on the white rose, then the, the rose is going to come out with a red color to it because the, the darker the color, the more dominant it is. So Mendel came up with this now. Mendel, in Mendel's law, Mendel found out when he started dealing with humans that black or uh, brown skin come from dominant genes. Brown eyes come from dominant genes. Light skin, which is Caucasian, or blue eyes, is called recessive genes. Now, the term dominant, meaning talking about talking about black people or dark-skinned people, carry dominant genes because you heard way Mankind originally, God started mankind within Africa. It's called the cradle of humanity. They have carried dominant genes. Brown eyes come from a dominant gene. White or light skin care, and the term dominant again, you can look it up. The term dominant, you can look it up in Webster Dictionary. It means superior. And it's not that 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 because uh, I'm not a uh, Caucasian and that I'm brown, I'm a brown, a darker like brown, that I'm dominant to anybody. But this is uh, uh, this white geneticist, Gregoire Mendel, the top one. He did his research and came up with it. Light skin is recessive. Recessive mean a lower form. Light skin is a recessive gene. Blue eyes is a recessive gene. Now, he, he also had different laws. He had the law of, of independent assortment. If you, you could assort out different colors, and when he, he said they're like dealing with plants, you could put uh, take a white rodent and put all your white rodents together, and your white rodents will only produce white roses through uh, independent assortment. But if you take and put all red roses in one bundle, for some odd reason, you could still come out with a 
a, a, a white rose. And then the next law was of dominance. But the more you put in one area of one color, it's going to dominate. And the law of segregation is when you put them in just certain sections. But now I want you to listen at this. The, the law of independence uh, assortment. If you independently assorted, you still could come up with a different color. Now I want to show you something about about that. Where you, you could get the recessive from the dominant. I mean, you could take two black people and come up with a white child. It's called albinoism. But you can't take two. You cannot take two. A white individuals and come up with a black or brown skinned child. See, you could get the dominant. You could get the excuse me. You can get the recessive from the dominant. I mean, you could get white from black, but you can't get black from white. And if you ever notice that that there's not that many people with blue eyes. Most individuals have brown eyes because that's not uh, uh, a dominant. That uh, come from recessive. It's a lower form. And and to be totally honest with you, the least population of the world is uh, is European. Talking about the uh, Caucasian race, only make up eleven percent of seven seven over that seven billion seven point five seven point nine billion people. Uh, the uh, Europeans are a white race, only make up 11%. In other words, 700 and some million people, right at 800 million people. That's all in the world that they are. There are they are they are billions over a billion over about almost four 1.4 billion African people with African heritage on this earth. Now I want us to understand that there are also different things that you what you call called talking about hidden DNA discovery only found in black African people. It's a hidden DNA that you can only find in black people. Now when they they, they did this and it was copyrighted in nineteen ninety six, but it wasn't published as a book. And it's the world DNA strain. And it was done by uh, 15 white scientists, and it's called the NOM. Now, Dr. Edward Robinson was talking about what these scientists came up with, 15 white scientists, and the reason why they didn't care about publishing it in a book. But they do have it copyrighted, and i tell you what you make a look it up under. See, whites have a different DNA series from uh, um, that than blacks. Now, the greater the number of series in your DNA, the more intelligent you are. See, uh, this series, the series uh, measures the intelligence of a person, whether or not this person have a greater possibility of being a genius. Now. Now, if you also want to look it up, you look it up under the global pattern of disequilibrium. The global pattern of disequilibrium, that's what it would come under. These 15 Caucasian scientists wrote, and it dealt with the sequencing and 
that sequencing dealing with uh, DNA, you know, goes with sequencing and series. Well, dealing with it, they know that they're well. Scientists of all science have always said we came from the ape family. So when they were trying to find out just how intelligent the apes are and measure how close they are with uh, human beings, so what they did was just start doing a DNA series of orangutan. Now, I want you to really re- remember this, that the higher number of series that you could come up in your DNA, the more intelligent that you are. Well, orangutan had three series. Then they went and they tested the gorilla. The gorilla had more series than the orangutan. The gorilla had four series, meaning that he was much more intelligent than the orangutan because he had more series. Which, then, as we know, they said we originated from the chimp family. Did it with chimpanzee. Did the DNA series, and on him, he had five series. He was far more intelligent than all the other monkey or ape families. Then they went over the world. They went to Europe. They went to uh, uh, all over Europe. They went to China, Japan. They went all over, and they tested these uh, people for their series. And as true as it was, the Caucasians and the people all over the world, they didn't test Africa, but they tested the people all over the world, and they had six series. That meant that they were far more intelligent and more apt to be a genius, uh, having the possibility of being a genius, than any chimpanzee, gorilla, or orangutan. But they left out one thing. They didn't test Africans. So they went and they tested people from West Africa. Now, most of the slaves that's in America, they, they came from West Africa. And they were astonished and would not publish it, but they had it copyrighted. The Africans had from West Africa had nine series that they were far more intelligent and more likely to be a genius than any other race of human beings or animal. And sometimes we overlook that fact because people are dropping out in our community. Our children don't want to learn, and they're doing different things. But all you have to do is I want you to start paying close attention to this world. Uh, Venus and Serena Williams, when they got off in the tennis, they took over. Tiger Woods got off into golf. He took over. Yeah, uh, the black took over basketball, baseball, track, everything that you go in, you take over. Now you say, well, well that that just in, in athletics. That's not true. You need need to understand that uh, blacks invented the fiber optic. We always hear about 5G and all this. They're bearing these cable underground now, fiber optic with the computers, everything. Uh, that was invented by a black woman, black female, okay? Also, the GPS, the global positioning system, I can get in my car and I could put the address in California and drive straight there. That GPS was invented by a black female. The typewriter, 
the gas mask, the safety glasses, the elevator, the clothes dryer, the air conditioning unit, the almanac that tell you when the tide's coming in, when the plant, when not the plant, blood plasma bag, blood transfusion, lawnmowers, the lube cup, the refrigerator, spark plugs, stethoscope, thermostat control, traffic light, cell phone. You know, everybody walking around with their cell phone in your pocket. You didn't know that it came from uh, a black man. I said the typewriter. The electric lamp bulb. There's so many more. I'm just, I just want to put something with your appetite that you want to look at it and do some research on it just to find out just how sharp you really are. But now, these are things that have been held back from you. This have been held back from you for so many, many years that they're not telling you all these things. You could find it. You could look it up. And then when they went to the moon, the people that figured out the trajectory, how much fuel and everything that it would take, the thing that it would take to go to the moon and come back, female, they were black females. They figured it out, not with a computer, but on a bulletin board. They even made a movie about six years ago uh, uh, called Hidden Figures. They, they they had them. They didn't even treat them right. They had them going to different restaurants because, you know, they land on the moon. Uh, a man, uh, America sent a man up to the moon in, in June the 20th, 1969. So all the way back then, we've been just dominating. Whatever we take care, take take on, we end up dominating. Matter of fact, it was a, it's a 34 year old. I've forgotten her name. That uh, to for COVID 19 vaccination, she's the one that came up with that. Is an African American young lady, and uh, she's only 34. She's a scientist. So God has God, you gifted people, but until you realize who you are. You can only be successful when you understand that God has put you here. And it's important that, that we look at it about the genomics of the human race and about the Africa, you know, and about the mitochondria DNA that we tell in the nuclear DNA, where both parents give, but the mitochondria DNA uh, come from the female. See, there are different sources of DNA in, in the human cell. You know, you got cytoplasm, and uh, you got you have your chromosome, your nucleus, and your mitochondria. DNA, all these things, your nuclear, all this stuff is in when when parts of you. And it talks to see these different things with your chromosome decide the sex, even you know of of, of of the child. There's so many things that's involved that we need to learn to study. We need to get more blacks interested in science and and, and, and to look back into African history. There are a lot of people that have been looking back in black history and things like that, and uh, they came up with a lot of different things uh, that that would that would profit us a lot. But I, w- I want you to understand. You know, I know that some of you may be confused when I say that mankind started in Africa, but it's time that we start looking at different terms. Now, I want you to understand this. If you look up and you look up the origin of man, they're going to 
talk about that man first started originated in Africa. And you said about 70,000 years ago that after, you know, modern humans had been in and had established themselves in Africa, that smaller population, what you call Asia now, where the Holy Land and, and where the Arabs were there and, and that area there where Iraq, Iran, uh, Libya, well, not Libya, but I'm talking about um, Syria and Lebanon and areas like that and Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and, and Yemen. And areas like that, they, they stop there, and that, that, that's, that's right. That Well, whites could call it Eurasia today, but it was no Eurasia. It was North Africa back then. And then later on, it wasn't until about 40,000 years ago, man went in Africa. Now, when you're dealing with the Ice Age, the Ice Age had happened. Everything up, 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 up above uh, Europe, you have to understand Europe, on a level much around Canada and above. And so it, you can't grow much stuff there. But I want to show you something. The people went there, there wasn't much sunlight. It was frigid, frigid weather. Uh, one scientist said that Europe is no more than a thawed, a thawed out icebox. In other words, you can't grow things pretty much year round like you could do. That's why even in America down south, that's where you grow most of your crops are grown down south, where the weather is more conducive to growing. And when you get to Africa, just about all over Africa, so it's, it's, it's one of the largest continents on the globe. I'm not talking about Europe, America, South America. None of these continents are largest, the continent of Africa, and where Africa just sits on the equator in South America. And, and Africa is so much larger that they have all these natural resources in abundance. But after they left out of there, the people went with cold, cold weather, and they began to turn pale. And they, they went through what you call a mutation. And I, it would, I would, I would uh, submit to you that we should all look up definition, and you'll find out, and you'll find out that even some of the greatest white scientists say that that the white race is nothing but a mutation of the black race. I mean that you are offspring or you fell off and came from the black race. And now, and and I want I want you to listen at this definition of, of mutation. A mutation by Webster Dictionary says a mutation is the change of a st- structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations caused by alteration of a single unit of DNA, meaning that blacks went up in Europe and it was alteration in DNA or depletion. A depletion means something left out that was in the original base. A depletion, one is melanin, no color. It no, they don't, uh, white, we call them white not white. They, they don't have a color. They say the DNA, uh, they say a single base unit of DNA deletion, insertion, or uh, rearrangement of larger section of genes. Therefore, a mutation is ultimately the only way in which a new variant can enter into a species. That's the only way that you can come up 
with a different looking person with duration. And I know that we are pretty know something or realize or can uh, relate to what they talk about. Uh, Right now they're talking about COVID-19 started off with COVID-19, then it went to Delta. But they call it them variants. Now, if you would look up the definition of a variant, the variant is a variant in the form of a version of something that differs in some respect from other forms of the same thing or from a standard. The standard was people had color. People looked like Africans. But it went away from that to a variant. And that's all that is. And if you think that that's that's tough, you need to think about the people over America where all you have to do is look up the Omic people. And that can take you into a different form with the Hebrew people and show you that the Hebrew people were, were Dutch skin or black people. And it's true. But I, I wanna I wanna say this and we have to understand people who write the narrative or write the books of the story make people look the way that they would like them to look. If you go over in different places in Europe and other places, Spain and Russia, if you see the Madonna, I mean the picture of the Virgin Mary and Jesus, they black. If you go to a Coptic Christian church, which was a Christian with the Christian with Christian there before it was in Europe, they have a black picture of a, a picture of a, the Last Supper with black with Jesus being black and his disciples being black. But they're not going to publish that because whites are not going to bow down to a white god. All of this is going on, and that's where this comes from. It's imperative that we start reading and researching, telling our children, tell them about the Olmec people that they was here thousands of years before Columbus. They was they were they were, they were in America over twelve hundred years before the advent of Christ. Tell them about it. The people were here that long before the advent of Christ. But we we don't understand these things because we don't research. We don't know who we are or where we came from. We don't understand that 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 you didn't sell yourself into slavery. Most slaves were kidnapped. Even some people came here as kings, prince. Children of kings were kidnapped and brought to the Americas. They had them all in Mississippi and other places, and so and even had children, wasn't able to take his children back after he wrote a letter to the consulate. These things are, are, are true, but we don't read into them. And they say that America, say the land of the brave, they do not allow peace to prove. I'm going to give you certain uh, things to understand. The name, when you're getting ready to look up different things, look up John Hendrick Clark. That's J-O-H-N-H-E-N-R-I-C, Hendrick Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E. 
and he would tell you so many things that you need to, to deal with. And you learn about Marcus Garvey, how he came from Jamaica. You learn about people like Two Sunday Over to why America hates Haiti and other countries hate Haiti today. A ragtag slave army. Now, now Haiti. Now, listen. I know you hear about Haiti. This Haiti. That Haiti was the second independent nation over in the West. America was the first. Haiti was number two, and it was conquered by blacks. Blacks conquered the French. You see, defeated the French. Seven of Napoleon's greatest are uh, greatest generals. You know the little man who they say so much. The man who sold uh, the uh, Louisiana Purchase, uh, the whole middle part of the United States. Louisiana was the largest. Well, you could say per state, it was a country because it it, it was over seven different. I think it was nine different states that made up the uh, Louisiana Purchase. And so, most so many states that people live in today really uh, years back in the early in the beginning of the 1800s were a uh, part of uh, Louisiana until. They needed this this necessary land to sell to America because two sons over to had had just about ran them out of Haiti. You know, today uh, back then the first name was called Hispaniola, but uh, later on it became Haiti. Uh, Yate. Uh, then uh, learn about you could Google it about the Berlin Conference and it'll tell you about why why Africa is poor. If you want to learn about why Africa is poor, because the Berlin Conference tells about how the European power neatly came over in large armies and conquered different African nations, and they divided, they neatly divided Africa up among themselves, and they came in and colonized. And now you're looking at, at a place that has so many of the abundance of riches and still due to this very, very day, uh, abundance of riches and things. And uh, that's why they, they Africa is poor. It's not because it's not a, a, a rich in abundance and different uh, human resources, natural, excuse me, natural resources and, and semi-precious stones. But it's because someone else run, run, is running the country and people refuse to trade with Africa if they go on their own. So uh, it's a lot of things that you'll find out that if you study and just how low and how evil this world, and not just this country, I would say this country is evil too, but uh, just about, I'm talking about all over the globe, all over Europe, you find racism, even in the Ukraine. The blacks couldn't hardly get out to Ukraine until the United States and Great Britain knew that the world was listening about how they wasn't allowing Africans across in Poland and they were freezing outside, couldn't kiss trains to get out the way of the war and trying to get back to their countries. And and there's so much, but it's time that we put all this aside and start studying to find out who we are. There are so many different uh, scholars now that's writing books about, you know, uh, slavery but I want us to go further back than slavery because our history don't go back to it Webster and our backs and working from sun up to sundown. We come back from a great heritage, the Bill of the Pyramid, 
people that had sailed the seas before Columbus, before they had done they had this thing talking about Columbus sell the ocean blue in fourteen hundred and ninety-two. But before then you we know that uh America Van Fusive and we know, you know, that that also the Viking and that Leif Harrison and others had traveled uh, over to the America, uh because Columbus never sat put in the continental United States. He he was out there in the West Indies and the islands out that way. Um uh, but he never used in English was in Hispaniola. He did, because I, I, I went uh, on a cruise and they said that he made it to, uh, he made it out there right outside of America. And, uh, but he never made it, made it to, to the United States. So I wonder how could he discover a country anyway that already had about 70 million people, might have been or more, living in the, con- on the, on, on, on the land in which uh, the early settlers did what you call a genocide. So I don't believe in here listening at at, uh, at the early Americans who called themselves white, which they didn't call themselves white until 1680. People in Europe today don't say that they're white. Only in America people say that they are white. They're called Europeans. I'm, I'm a German. I'm from Italy. I'm a, from Spain. Spain. Nobody say that they're white, but in America, that's because it's supremacy. Amen. We we're gonna come to an end now, and we're gonna get to our Q and A. I pray it was something said, and um, that would give us a little more knowledge of ourselves and make us feel just a little bit proud. And I hope I gave you some uh, information where you could look some of these things up that I said yourself. Again, we want to thank uh, Pastor William for always being there, trying to make sure that the word get out there. We are the original people, and that's why I always go back into that part, because we have new individuals just tuned in. The first night they tuned in, and I know sometimes you say, well, it's similar to the same, but I want to let those also know I do have new things that I bring in and I talk about, and uh, but I want those to know that life began in Africa, and white scholars and white scientists, white, white, uh, 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 you know, all these white archaeologists, paleontologists, you know, uh, all of them know it. All of them know it. Whether if you're talking about Osteopolosis and xanthropy, uh, you know, the, the origin of mankind, all of it is right there. So uh, if you have any questions you'd like to ask, I'm here to answer it. I'll try my best to answer whatever question you ask. So, amen, amen. God, God bless you, Pastor. Uh, uh, it's time to open these lines up. Powerful message that you're bringing. I pray that somebody gets something out of it, Pastor, just like you said. Because it's something that we need to know. We need to learn our history. God bless you, Pastor. Uh, the lines are open. God bless you, Pastor Kemp. God bless each and every one. Uh, thank God. And we open in the lines now. Is there anyone that would like to share? Uh, would just like to uh, ask a question. I'd like to share something. Now, may I remind you the only dumb question is one not asked. 
Do we have anyone that's on the line that would like to ask a question? I want to share some information pertaining black history or the necessary, or not the necessary, but uh, the struggles of uh, the African American. Amen. Well, God bless you. We see you there. Uh, we pray that you got somebody on the show. The line is open for you if you have something for uh, Pastor Kim. Go ahead. All right, Pastor, the mic is yours, sir. Okay, well, again, I want to thank each and everyone for tuning in and uh, ask that you would tell a friend. And I would like to continuously always thank uh, Pastor William for having his love for uh, his people, African Americans. He loved everyone. He's a Christian man. But there's so much that have been left out in the teachings of African Americans that he wants each and every one to learn of themselves. And, you know, you can't love anyone else until you have a self-love. And when you've been denigrated to nothing by people for hundreds of years, you begin to have low self-esteem because you don't know who you are. Your, 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 all your customs, the way you, the way you was raised is Caucasian, is is European. Everything that you do is not of your own culture, your names, and everything else. Even the way we worship uh, also is is that of a Caucasian. So it, it's so much that we need to learn to pick up our own and learn of our own. And, and and I think that the world would be a better place if everyone knew the truth and get rid of that we don't want this in the in in in, in, in libraries because uh, our children will feel bad about themselves. You know, and we say we're Christian, the Bible say you should know the truth and the truth should make you free. Well, we had the true history, you know, knowing that Columbus never sat foot on the continent of USA the closest he got was in the Bahamas. Um, he never came to America and that they had blacks and indigenous, also what they call Indians or whatever, where they were indigenous to the Americas. Uh, but before then, they also had blacks, which were called Omic people, who was here over 3,000, 3,000, almost 3,300, 3,400 years ago, uh, was already in Mexico, America. So, it's something that we need to think about and learn to teach our children because critical race theory is not true. It should be critical race truth. A theory is an unproven fact, but it's a fact that 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 Columbus didn't discover America. It's a fact that Caucasians that came from Europe came over and killed people and stole their land, pillaged their village, raped the people, gave them diseases, and that's the true American history, but that's not told. It was told that the Native Americans were were, were savages, and only the who were savages was the people that came over, the early fellas that came over and killed the people, raped them, burned their villages, and took what they, what they had. So uh, that's something that I want you to understand. And uh, uh, we have a... Um, a cash out that Pastor William is going to run by you. And 
this is that he continued to grow, uh, not profiting from it, but just continue to grow, and we go further with uh, the different ministries that he has. He'll give it to you uh, right before we end our, our benediction. I'm going to pray, and he'll give you the rest of the information. Merciful Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for the things that have been said, things that have been done. We thank you, Lord God, for this ministry, Lord, and we ask that you continue to guide us and strengthen us. Lead us, Lord, and let us always be let us always be faithful in giving your word, and let us continue to tell the truth where it's hidden. Now, Lord, I ask that you would build us up where we're torn down, Lord, strengthen us where we lead and guide us, Lord, in the ways that you would have us to go. Lord, make us more like Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord, God. We ask a blessing upon this country, the states, Lord. We ask a blessing on our homes, Lord. We ask that you make our homes homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Oh, Lord, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord. We love you, and we can't do without you. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. 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 God bless you, Dr. Kim. Uh, God bless everyone. Thanks for turning us on. Don't forget, uh, like Dr. Kim said, support the ministry, uh, dollar sign, Y-A-T, live, all caps, or you can send in a check money order, Young Adults Talk Foundation, P.O. Box 70033, Mobile, Alabama, 36670. God bless you. Remember, we are one. God is love. Good night. People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make it through it all. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. To say. Have, a to say. Have a beautiful place for kids to run. Yeah, you and me, hey. 
It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. God bless and thanks for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio. Or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.